0: You are listening to the Heart of Tradition Podcast. Hello, I want to try to read something today, an article that was published online. I don't know if that's really technically a podcast, um, but we'll go ahead and go for it here in the quarantine zone, California. Hopefully that'll end soon, but anyway... So um, this is an article entitled "Transdermal Magnesium and Chelation: Removing Aluminum and Endocrine Disruptors from the Body." So what it says here is magnesium deficiency is an obstacle to the chelation of toxins. Mag- magnesium disodium versions of EDTA, uh, magnesium disodium EDTA, and then there's this big long molecule molecule name. <laughs> um, The most widely recognized chelation agent for heavy metals and certain minerals can be easily found in medical literature and needs no introduction here. This EDTA stands as proof of magnesium's role in the synergy of chelation in the human body, how acids and metals or certain mineral salts react outside of the body. By mixing industrially produced acids to specific metals to produce combined forms should not be confused with the seemingly identical process mirrored with the living human body. Let me read that again. How acids and metals or certain mineral salts react outside of the body by mixing industrial, industrially produced acids to specific metals to produce combined forms should not be confused with the seemingly identical process mirrored within the living human body. In the living body, Enzymes play a key role in these interactions. Magnesium is involved in all of these interactions through the enzyme's own dependence on magnesium for a more perfect transformation, catalyzation, chelation, or conjugation. Magnesium is an essential factor for enzyme deficiency. Uh, enzyme efficiency, sorry. Magnesium is also a natural calcium blocker, reducing the cell's rigidity. Uh, Many supplements which have been made outside of the body, such as magnesium malate, magnesium citrate, magnesium aspartate, magnesium glycinate, magnesium threonate, etc., differ from the R-form, natural, and mirror molecule within the living body. The body creates these forms from the base magnesium chloride molecule by acidification processes combined with lipid molecules, fats, uh, fats, to create what it needs internally. This does not mean that these supplements do not have value as they can be helpful in certain situations. However, once the transdermal route for magnesium chloride is understood fully in the future, as it was in the past through the Roman and Greek the lasso, bath, and thermal culture of antiquity, we will realize that the skin is the ideal yet overlooked place for these transformations into various magnesium combinations the body needs. Malic acid is a well-known chelation agent of aluminum in the body. Aluminum is one of the most pervasive toxins in the environment and in the body. Malic acid is not only found in apples, but it is also found at the cellular level and is part of the ATP cycle known as the malate aspartate shuttle. Magnesium combines with malic acid, to form magnesium malate, which becomes a fierce detoxifier of aluminum in the body. Many cosmetics use malic acid as it falls under the category of AHA, alpha hydroxy acids, beneficial catalysts in the propagation of skin cells and tissue regeneration. The skin, as a barrier, has a natural acidity. The acids in the skin act not only as a protective agent, but as in the process of fermentation they help create a living flora on the skin. When applied magnesium chloride brine, the base form of magnesium from the sea or from crystallized sea strata within the earth, penetrates into the skin and combines with these acids in the first layer then fats in the next layers to be better assimilated and used by the body. Magnesium is also a well-known antagonist to the fixation of aluminum along with calcium, if optimal levels of magnesium are maintained. Nutrient-dense nutrition alongside the transdermal application practiced by our ancestors, as mentioned above, is key here. In France, doctors still prescribe bathing in certain mineral rich waters found throughout France for many different conditions from rheumatism to fatigue, stress, and lung disorders. Many in America have forgotten these traditions. Magnesium is also an antagonist to cadmium, lead, nickel, and beryllium absorption in the body. Increased magnesium intake facilitates the elimination of cadmium through urinary excretion. Magnesium, along with a healthy metabolism, is also antagonistic to lead absorption in the vital organs. Why is purity so important for the chelation and removal of modern toxins, heavy metals, endocrine disruptors, and the acid residues which cause aging? A naturally formed soft stone called Bischofite found in the crystallized Zegstein sea deposits underneath the city of Vendam in Holland contains the only form of pure magnesium chloride. 95% of magnesium oils, magnesium chloride, and magnesium carbonate come from chemically treated, solvent treated magnesium deposits, which must then be upgraded, the industry-wide term for this, to separate the derivative magnesium on potassium heavy metals and other contaminants such as bromine parentheses Dead Sea or mercury parentheses Salt Lake this magnesium is stripped and sterilized to be to be the isolated substance MGCL whereas natural magnesium chloride being pure in its natural state without contaminants allows for a better uptake by magnesium dependent enzymes these enzymes in turn create stronger bonds more efficient conjugation and more efficient uptake through their acidic conjugations such as magnesium malate to better remove aluminum and other toxins. One does not need a study to know that one can build better with the stones that nature intended. Why are glass containers so important? If instead of pouring pure, zero oxygen sealed, 1,000 liter um, cubes of magnesium oil into glass bottles, one decided to pour this substance into thousands of user-end, soft, made-for-appearance thin plastics, we would effectively increase by 500% the level of exposure of the dry oil substance to endocrine disruptors and microplastics. Endocrine disrupting chemicals absorb quickly into the oil when one multiplies the surface area contact. Additional leaching would occur during storage and usage as the plastic degrades in contact with halogens, lighting, and oxygen. This would not only reduce the initial quality of the substance, but it would limit the magnesium's capacity through magnesium-dependent enzymes in the body to remove these same endocrine disruptors from the body. First, do no harm is the first rule of medicine. However, ECDs found in the tissues can be removed and reduced through transpiration, transpiration has been proven in animal studies to remove these chemicals in conjunction with adequate magnesium levels. These two components are also found in sweat samples. It is a simple logic that the less you contaminate yourself with ECDs, especially for such an important mineral such as magnesium, the less effort, parentheses, years it will take to remove them. For only $3 a week, the right choice is easy. And then there's just stuff about the articles and where to find other podcasts and articles and stuff. So, yeah, this article was great. And, um, you know, um, found this on theheartoftradition.com. Um, it took a while to write, but I really wanted to, um, I mean, I put this on heartoftradition.com, but it took a while to write. Um, but it was really something I needed to get out there because there's a lack of understanding about chelation. Why chelation is so important with magnesium, and why the modern toxins that are ubiquitous, especially aluminum in the environment in our bodies, uh, things that shouldn't even be there. Why it's so important to, that we have a, a a substance powerful enough to pull these things out of the body, um, and to do it easily, long term, and not something that's just acute, and you know you have to go to the hospital and and get this kind of treatment or whatever, but something that can be done as we, you know, throughout the year to be bringing this level down as we grow and as we, you know, age and everything else. So that was what, um, I found to be important because it's more like a a lifelong thing and things can move along pretty quick when the magnesium levels are high enough in the body and they are, um, there's no limit limiting factor to, how these the the body can function through the right amount of dilation, the right amount of blood thickness, or mineralization, or um, or pH, or or whatever kind of homeostasis needs to happen there, where these things can move freely and get out of the body. Um, also, uh, the malic acid and other types of therapies, such as B three niacin full flush uh, therapy, and and the mistletoe, and there's all sorts of other things out there that redden the skin and and bring about a sort of state of, um, uh, what would you call it, a state of, of detoxification. Uh, it can also be um, things based in pneumonia and things based in dilation, like CBD, things that help to help dilate, open things up a little bit, so that we can get some of this stuff out, but the aluminum, aluminum has to typically be um, broken down to a certain degree through some sort of acidification process or ammonia process, um, to where it can be rendered, I guess, uh, possible to, to, to exit the body. Um, cause it's, the body's not set up to, to, um, get this stuff out in a way. Um, it's kind of shouldn't have got in there to some degree. There's kind of almost like a, a fatal, a tragic flaw, like a, you know, something that was done that was wrong. And so now we're stuck here, but but there is a way out. And I'm not saying it's perfect. Of course, first do no harm is always going to be the, the most perfect, I guess. But um, there is a way that the body, the body has a lot of capacity. Um, and so sometimes in order to get the bad stuff out, sometimes we have to end up taking some bad stuff that we wouldn't have had to take if we were in a normal state. Like... Like the niacin is a good example of that because it's an ammoniac principle, this niacin and and so it comes in there and breaks down some of the aluminum and um, ammonia is is famous for breaking down aluminum as chemical reactions. but and so this so it's something that you wouldn't want ammonia in your body like outside of the norm, right? You wouldn't want to go beyond that and to supplement that or go beyond that. but because we're in the trap we're in, uh, where we've already made mistake number one, now mistake number, we have to kind of bring in this this lesser of two evils, I guess you could say, to push out the, to, to break that one down and, and let them fight it out, right? It's kind of like that. And so it becomes almost contra- a contradiction in, it, in itself. And so it's hard to find that solution because. Typically, most people would be of the mindset that you have to go backwards in time, like go back to the most natural cures, the most natural this, everything has to be the most natural. There's nothing radically modern that can help us or, you know, it's all like going back and that's how the body works. But what I've noticed is that there's a spirit uh, contradictory kind of, what would you call it, like um, approach to this, which can seem at first um, like something negative, but actually, in the end, it's actually doing something positive once we kind of just hold back and, and have the patience to watch what it's doing. So, um, so we do have to find a way to get out of this situation and break down some of this aluminum to where we don't have to end the life cycle in pharmaceutical medical slavery, which a lot of people are have as as final. Act or chapter of their life uh, in America after a certain age, cancer and prostate and, and and all the all these things like just multiply and so um, trying to build up a twenty year window before that or, or something to 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 where the body can get these things out, not just through nutrition, but also through um, not having any deficiencies and having high enough levels to be able to uh, get this stuff out, and then some of the understanding of some of the different types of. You know, uh, strategies that can be used, which are um, interesting and probably not even expensive. I think I think a lot of the best solutions will come forward, and they won't be, you know, onerous or very expensive. That will come forward, but but we have to be open to trying them out, and we have to almost be not like foodies, but we almost have to be a tester. In a way, with our body, and allow ourselves to test things and, and try new things, and and try to um, break free of this stuff. And you, it's not like you become your own doctor because we're you know, but you do have to get you have to you can't you can't take freedom and and health and separate them either. They're they're united, and so uh, you have to have some sort of um, arbiter in you that that decides. And so you, you the the tutel of being underneath the doctor and all this stuff can can get you in a lot of trouble especially in modern medicine where doctors are prescribing vaccines left and right and you know so this is this is not healthy so you have to have your own independent spirit to a certain degree and You know when I first started on this path uh, I thought I was self-medicating I was self-diagnosing I was taking my own tests for my thyroid and getting the right numbers and having to go run those numbers through other people who knew much better than the people I was talking to and so um, and and I did I had to self get out of that you know and figure all that stuff out and now I'm just used to it now I just know that that's the way forward freedom and 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 your health are united so anyway i hope that can be a help to someone and if you want to check out our products podcasts or anything else come check us out at thehearttradition.com